Welcome, one and all, to the most informative, amazing, and star-studded radio show in the universe, Grapestacks Radio Show. I say star-studded because it's always graced by the presence of a true star, me, Grabstack. <laughs> Your host with the most, and sometimes guest with the best, if I interview myself. I wonder if I should make that a segment, interviews with myself. Ooh, be great fun. I could ask myself questions and then answer them. Yeah, but then what would I do on Fridays when I answer the questions from my listeners? Okay, forget about interviewing myself. I like answering questions from my fans better anyway. <laughs> so just the host with the most then. Although maybe I can secure myself a guest spot on another radio show in Pflugerville and then I can also be the guest with the best. Carl, call my agent. I think it's time I did a promotional circuit around Pflugerville, don't you? What do you mean, what for? Actually, that's a good question. I don't really have any films coming out soon. Carl, call my agent. Tell him to book me in a new film. What do you mean I don't have an agent? Oh, right. <laughs> I'm my agent. <sighs> Did y'all know I made a leap into the agent game? Let's just say if you're looking for a part in Pflugerville, grab Stacks, your guy. I guess that means I have to call myself, though, if I want to book myself in a movie. Let's see. Where's my little planner and my pan with the little peg on top? Oh, there you are. Better make sure I write this down. To do. Make sure you book yourself in a movie so you can do the promotional circuit in Pflugerville and be the best guest on every radio show. Ha! Wrote it down. There we go. It's a good start to the day. It's good to stay goal-oriented, folks. That means you'll always get something done. Just a little pearl of wisdom from your buddy Grabstack. And with that little nugget, we will call that a wrap. Thanks for stopping by. It's been so great reading the news for you today. Come back next week when... Huh? What's that, Carl? We haven't done the news part yet? Well, that can't be right. I just said thanks for stopping by. Oh, okay, let me read my notes here. Grabstack introduces the show. Grabstack reads the news. Grabstack signs off. Oh, <laughs> I see where I might have missed the middle bit there. What a travesty. Where would fans of Pflugerville be without the news? They would be newsless. And my sacred duty as a news broadcaster would have been put in peril. But fortunately, I caught this little snafu with no help at all from anyone else. I really am the whole package. <laughs> What are you looking at, Carl? On to the news! There was a big hubbub in Pflugerville with the discovery of a mysterious bottle in the Pflugerville pond. It was definitely a hubbub, which is bigger than a kerfuffle, but smaller than a hullabaloo. We try to keep the hullabaloos to a minimum around here, but I can't say we're always successful anyway. There was quite the hubbub when Bobby Wonder discovered a mysterious bottle in the Pflugerville pond, and inside was a mysterious message. The message said, inside the hamburger shop is a treasure beyond your wildest imaginings. Bobby made the mistake of reading the message out loud, which meant everyone within earshot heard that there was a treasure inside the hamburger shop. And since it was the monthly tiny sailboat regatta at Pflugerville Pond, let me tell you, there was quite the crowd that was excited by this news. It turns out there is quite the overlap between people who sail tiny sailboats and people who love treasure hunting. It was tantamount to a stampede as everyone raced over to the hamburger shop. Fortunately for Bobby and I, Bobby can fly, so we beat everyone there, but not by much. Sounded like a herd of wild elephants racing toward the hamburger shop. We tried to maximize the use of our head start, but we couldn't find another single clue at the hamburger shop. And then the sailors descended on the hamburger shop, and it went from hubbub to hullabaloo in no time flat. 
The hamburger shop owner looked secretly pleased with himself, and for the life of me, I could not figure out why, because everyone was turning over every plate and cup in the place looking for another clue. After a few minutes of searching, I guess one of the sailors got hungry and went up to the counter to order a burger. And then everyone wanted one, and the line was out the door for a delicious hamburger. I told Bobby to look at that clue again, and when he pulled it out of his pocket, I noticed some writing on the other side. He flipped it over, and would you believe it? It was a coupon for half off the Treasure Burger, the hamburger shop's new special. (sighs) The whole thing was a marketing ploy, cleverly executed because every single sailor bought a Treasure Burger that day. (laughs) But I had been gearing up for an A-plus treasure hunt, and inside that treasure beyond my wildest imagining was a hamburger. F minus to the shop owner for thinking a hamburger is a treasure beyond my wildest imaginings. What about a teddy bear made entirely of chocolate? Or a pool filled entirely with floor smurflers? I got lots of wild imaginings, and honestly, not a single one involves buying a hamburger. I will say that we did end up buying a treasure burger, and it was actually pretty good. So I can't say I was wholly unimpressed, but the next time someone thinks to put a message in a bottle in Pflugerville, there better be a real scavenger hunt and a real treasure at the end, or I will be writing to the board of treasure hunters about this egregious breach of messages and bottles. Welcome, welcome, fans of Florp, of Bobby Wonder, and of course, fans of Grabstack. That would be me, your host of the Grabstack Radio Show. For anyone not familiar with my many accomplishments, I am an award-winning director, actor, producer, baker, writer, roller skater, chair climber, leaf pile jumper, and all-around success at pretty much everything, Uh, not to mention... I'm a top-notch sidekick to the one and only Bobby Wonder, and together we help keep Pflugerville safe from harm. Harm comes in various forms. You know, there's the obvious stuff like protecting Pflugerville from Mighty Mila, but I put my own spin on keeping Pflugerville safe from harm. News show that has restaurant reviews and style tips and general thoughts on culture so you don't find yourself wandering out in Pflugerville wilds all alone, unsure of where to eat or what to wear or what the best play is to see next. I'll give you a hint. It's my production of The Postman Always Rings Five Times. The full title is The Postman Always Rings Five Times because he knows you're at home and wants to make sure you get your package, but I couldn't fit it all on the playbill. Oh, that's the work of a good producer. Knowing when you need to make cuts. <laughs> it's one for the books, too, folks. Let me tell you, you won't want to miss this one. It's all about as high brow as they come. In fact, you might have to stand on someone's shoulders just to get your brows high enough for this one. Wah, wah, wah. Oh, and it's chock full of juicy metaphors. Like, for instance, the postman isn't just a postman. He also represents the longing we all have to receive mail and packages. Like I said, it's gonna be a sensation. Oh, Carl, the station manager's signaling that I need to actually get on with the news show. What do you think I'm doing here, Carl? My plays are the highlight of the arts and entertainment section. Just because I go out of order doesn't mean I'm not doing my job, Carl. Although, to be fair, I had absolutely no intention of promoting my play. It's just that sometimes these things come to me and they must simply be shared. Like my play. (laughs) But I suppose the news is also meant to be shared. So, let's see what we have on the old news docket for the day.
Oh, here we go. Since it's the fall season, it's almost time for the Pflugerville Fall Parade. It's a real fun outing. Everyone gets dressed up in their autumn best to attend. There are floats shaped like turkeys and pumpkins, and one float is even shaped like a whole corn maze. Really, you can jump on and try to get to the other side. Except the corn farmer's been making the maze harder and harder every year, which means people don't really find their way out. Mostly people just get lost, and then the corn farmer has to go in and rescue them at the end of the parade. It's part of the tradition now. There's also a tradition that if someone loses a shoe in the corn maze, that means they get good luck for the rest of the year. Yeah, who wouldn't like some good luck? But there's been some talk of retiring that tradition because now people jump into the corn maze and throw their shoes off right away. And then people get lost in the pile of shoes. And when the corn farmer finds them at the end of the parade, no one knows whose shoes belong to whom. And everyone has to go home barefoot. <sighs> anyway, make sure you arrive to the parade early so you can get a good view of the whole thing because if you get stuck behind someone dressed as a turkey, it can really ruin the experience. That's the local insider tip for you, and you'll only get this on this news broadcast. But it's true, if you get stuck behind a turkey, their darn tail feathers make it impossible to see anything. Fortunately for me, I always have the best seat in the house, which is sitting in Bobby Wonder's belt pouch. If one of them turkeys steps out in front of us, Bobby just flies up until we're high enough to see. It's a true bird's eye view. So, if you can fly, that's probably the best way to see the parade. Now, my favorite part of the parade used to be the marching band because they always get to wear sparkly outfits and really excellent hats. But they have been demoted to my least favorite part of the parade. Why, I hear you ask? Well, let's just say it has a little something to do with not recognizing talent when it's standing right in front of them playing the kazoo. Oh, let's be honest, it has a lot to do with that. I tried to join the marching band for the parade this year, and you know what they told me? People don't march with kazoos. Of course they march with kazoos. Why, just today, I marched with my kazoo over to my recording studio to record this show. And yesterday, I marched with my kazoo to try out for the marching band. So obviously what they meant to say was they have poor taste and don't know genius when they see it. You can't trust a band like that to headline our Pflugerville Fall Parade, now can you? Rest assured, I will be writing to the organizers about this because I think some changes need to be made. Next year, it will be Grab Stack's Marching Kazoo Band marching down Main Street. Just you wait, and I will be opening auditions now, so if you want to march in my band, sign-ups are in my office. No experience necessary. We will train the right people. Welcome, welcome, one and all, to the most famous and amazing radio show in all of Pflugerville, Grabstack's Radio Show, featuring me, your host with the most, Grabstack. <laughs> We're back with all of your Pflugerville news needs, from restaurant reviews to style ideas, Pflugerville events, and Pflugerville events. <laughs> the last one is usually about whatever Lucy Wow has been up to. Sometimes there needs to be a breaking newscast about a one-eyed robot on the loose... 
tent or a giant mechanical mole wandering around underneath the town. It's never a dull moment around here, that's for sure. Well, unless you're listening to the owner of the hamburger stand talk about his cardboard box collection. I'm all for a good hobby, but I don't know how much more I can hear about how many cardboard boxes he has. <sighs> what is he even doing with all of them? Nothing, as far as I can tell, except keeping them stacked up in the garage behind his store. I happened to be down at his place last week, you know, buying myself a hamburger as one does, and let me tell you, it was a real treat. But somehow, we got on the topic of boxes, and then that led to talking about cardboard boxes specifically, and before I knew it, he was taking me out back to see his collection. Oh, he's mighty proud of it, but people, it is really just a bunch of empty boxes. I mean, maybe if he put something in them, like cool rocks or snazzy sweaters, it'd make more sense. In fact, I suggested just that very thing. <laughs> but, but he said I was missing the point. Well, anyway, enough about the hamburger stand and the strange cardboard box collection contained therein. Let's get to the news. Our top story of the day is the rescue of the yarn store lady's cat. Ooh, it's been a real developing story in Pflugerville as last week Fluffy Muffy, that's the cat, not the yarn store lady, went missing. The yarn store lady formed a neighborhood team to help suss out where Fluffy Muffy had gone. They checked all the major haunts that would entice a kitty cat, like the back of the fish store, the back of the yarn store, the front of the pet store, where all the kittens are in the window. But Fluffy Muffy was nowhere to be found. Of course, about when they were just about ready to give up, Bobby Wonder was flying through town with me on his belt. So we offered our services as professional superheroes to help find Fluffy Muffy. Bobby and I flew all around, and then all of a sudden we heard the very distinct sound of a cat who was desperately trying to be found. I'd like to say we zeroed in on that sound and made a graceful landing that didn't cause a big giant crater in the ground, but I can't say that because it would not be true. Either way, we ended up on the ground and in front of a big tree and noticed that that was where Fluffy Muffy was, stuck way up high in this tree that was in the middle of Main Street. I don't know how we didn't notice it before, because usually there isn't a tree sitting right there, so you'd think I'd be the first place people would look for a lost cat. And it certainly would have been where I would have looked if anyone had asked me to head up the neighborhood cat search to begin with. <sighs> All seemed to be in order, and we were on the precipice of a joyful rescue. Bobby started trying to climb the tree so that he could get Fluffy Muffy down and back to her owner. But then the tree limbs began to grow, and then the tree started laughing. I don't know about you, but the last time I checked, trees do not know how to laugh. Not that they don't think certain things aren't funny. <laughs> I'm sure they see plenty of forests and neighborhoods that would prompt a good chuckle, but I have yet to ever see a tree actually act on the impulse of laughter. So the fact that this tree was laughing seems ever so suspicious. And sure enough, by the time Bobby got to the top and was just about to grab Fluffy Muffy, the tree transformed into none other than Mighty Mila. Of course, Bobby had been pretty close to reaching the top, so he fell right to the ground. Lucky for him, he's got those powers, so he basically just bounced right off the grass. Mighty Mila was holding Fluffy Muffy and told us that she had lured the cat into her arms with a piece of cheese and then transformed into a tree so that the poor cat would be stuck. Those Balzarians are a dastardly bunch, let me tell you. 
Mighty Mila might have gone on keeping Fluffy Muffy from the yarn store lady just for fun. This is actually the moving story of how one cat got the best of Mighty Mila. <laughs> it seems Fluffy Muffy had just about enough of being stuck anywhere that wasn't her bed back home. So, as Mighty Mila was detailing her nefarious scheme, Fluffy Muffy wriggled out of her arms and jumped onto Mighty Mila's head. <laughs> Mighty Mila was so surprised that she didn't have time to realize Fluffy Muffy was about to make a daring swan dive off of her head with enough force to bowl her right into the ground. The cat ran off and reunited with the yarn store lady, and Mighty Mila was left with a face full of grass and leaves. It certainly was a triumphant day for kitty cats everywhere, and the yarn store lady was so pleased to hear about how we helped Fluffy Muffy escape that she gave Bobby and I a whole wheel of cheese. Not sure why she chose that particular gift, but given her cat's penchant for cheese, I imagine it's just sort of a thing at her house. Anyway, I'm never one to turn down a gift of gratitude, and the cheese, I gotta tell you, it's pretty tasty. Well, that's it for the news of the day. Tune in tomorrow when we take on the Mathematic Machine. Bring your pencils and your paper and your desire to crush numbers, because that's what we will be doing. And Friday, well, that's Listener Mailbag Day. If you have a burning question that you just can't help but ask, send it on over to grabstack at gokidgo.com, and it could be read live on the air. And then you can be famous just like me. And did you know there's all sorts of fun things you can do on www.too-many-w's.com website? For instance, you can color in any picture of my face. Does it get any more fun than that? I don't think so. Thanks for tuning in, loyal listeners. Have a marvelous day. And eat your flash marflers. Grab stack out. Go, kid, go.